Want to be a part of the conversation? Then let us know on the TNT Radio interactive live chat room at tntradio.live. Lighting the fuse for freedom. Today's news talk, TNT Radio. Steve Malsberg on today's news talk radio. TNT. All right, folks, welcome aboard. It's four minutes past the hour of 9 p.m. on Thursday night here on the East Coast of the United States. And you know what day and time it is wherever you are listening to the Steve Malsberg Show. We have so much to get to, and you're in for a treat because you're going to get to see and hear me uh, with uh, Brian Stelter, who's right now big in in, uh, the American media because, well, he's not big, and that's why he's big. Okay, I'll explain in a second, but he's got a book out and really nobody's buying the book. It's all about how Fox and evil, how evil Fox is. Brian, of course, was like the first one to be fired from CNN or maybe Andrew Cuomo was the first one. Anyway, um, a couple of a couple of years ago and uh, he's floating around right now, wrote the book. He, he hosted Reliable Sources for about eight years and eight years ago I was on Reliable Sources That was the last time I was on with uh, Brian Stelter. And I want to present to you how that interview went to to show you who Brian is uh, better than I could just explain who Brian is. Okay, so we'll do that in a few minutes. Uh, First, I want to I want to show you my hero of the day. I should do a hero of the day every day. Sometimes I'd be the hero of the day, you know, so maybe we shouldn't do it. But notwithstanding, um, (laughs) this was my. Uh, um, Senator Marco Rubio, little Marco, as Donald Trump dubbed him during the debates of 2016, um, for various reasons, uh, figure it out. Uh, So uh, little Marco, Marco Rubio, a Republican senator from the great state of Florida, my hero today for confronting this. um, I don't know how she got in there. I think she's the code pink lady who protests everything. They show up at the hearings and they start, you know, in the chambers of Congress and all that. So here is um, Marco Rubio, cut 354. Senator Rubio, will you call for ceasefire no, in Gaza? No, I will not. On the contrary. Are you filming it? So I want you guys to get this. I want them to destroy every element of Hamas they can get their hands on. These people are vicious animals who did horrifying crimes. And I hope you guys post that. And that's what about position. the civilians that I blame are being Hamas. killed every day? Hamas should stop hiding behind civilians, putting civilians in the way. Hamas knew that this was going to lead to this. So Hamas has stopped building their military installations underneath hospitals. So you don't care that 15,000 have died? Do. You don't care about the babies that are I being care. killed every day? I think it's horrifying. Day. I think it's yeah. terrible. And I think Hamas is 100% to blame. That's what I think. Make sure you post that, please. I, I, I love the end there. Make sure you post that. Make sure you put. Well, I wanted to make sure that you all saw it. My hero of the day, brr, Senator Marco Rubio of the great state of Florida. Now, um, American policy. We're not going to get in depth in this right now, but I am going to just start the show with it. Um, American policy. Uh, uh, Tony Blinken, Anton, Anton, uh, Anton Blinken is in um, in um, Israel, our secretary of state, dictating to Israel, what they can and cannot do. It, uh, to be honest with you, it's pretty fascinating to watch. And I don't know that the United States has the right or the wherewithal. I know they support them. They're Israel's greatest supporter. But to tell them what to do is Israel can't go into to the south until they do this. Israel can't do this. Israel Israel can't have can't uh, stay in Gaza. Israel can't. I mean, he's not he's not asking. He's telling the the world and the media and everybody who's listening and Israel what they can and cannot do. And it, um, it it's bizarre. It really is bizarre. And Lindsey Graham said it best. I saw the cut today a little while ago. Lindsey Graham, Republican senator, said, leave Israel alone. Stop telling them what they can and cannot do. Now, I bring this up because we talked about this a little yesterday. There were Democrat senators, not all as radical as Bernie Sanders, uh, uh, Murphy from Connecticut. There were there were Democratic senators out there who were saying that the aid package to Israel, the 14 billion or whatever, has to come with conditions. We must tell, be able to tell them how they could use that aid, what they could do militarily, blah, blah, blah. Really? Do we tell Ukraine what they could do with our billions, hundreds of billions of nonstop aid that they're getting from us? 
Have we told them what they could do? I don't recall it. I'm so sorry. I don't recall it. And then, and this is this is leading into a, a purpose. And keep in mind the the call for conditions for aid to Israel. Okay, um, there's a report out there uh, that that appeared on um, on X, and it was put on there by a Channel 13 journalist, um, a Channel 13 journalist. Okay, and one of the hostages recently released to Israel revealed yesterday that he was held for nearly 50 days in an attic by a teacher from the United Nations Relief and Works Agency for Palestinian Refugees, a.k.a. UNRWA. Okay, now this isn't the first cockamamie report about that group, which Donald Trump stopped funding. Donald Trump stopped funding. And of course, the second Biden gets back into office, he gave them all kinds of money. Keep that in mind. Um, he says the hostage, uh, the, the, the hostage said the teacher was the father of 10. He had barely been provided food or medical attention and was locked away by the teacher. Now, a report from the beginning of the month saw Ardenroth run school in Nablus in the West Bank posting a video on its official Facebook page where a young student called for the victory of Hamas's quote-unquote jihad warriors in Gaza. It documented several examples of teachers at UNRWA schools in Gaza praising the attacks of October 7th on social media, found ties between Hamas terrorists and the agency's schools. And the list goes on and on and on. Why am I bringing this up? Oh, my mind works in genius ways, my friends. Um, so let me let me get to it right here because uh, I want to make sure I got everything accurate. So I mentioned that Donald Trump stopped funding this UN relief agency, okay? And God bless him for doing that. Well, according to the New York Post, uh, from October 10th, from October 10th, the Biden administration has funneled more than $730 million to UNRWA, okay? That money, and I'm sure more is budgeted into this aid package that exists with the Israel aid, the Ukraine aid, and the Palestinian aid. I don't recall anybody saying, oh, we have to have conditions. Oh, we have to tell them what they can't do. Oh, we have to make them stop glorifying terrorists. Oh, we have to stop teaching, having their schools teach to kill Jews. Which reportedly is done. No, no restrictions for that, baby. Almost a billion dollars since Biden's been back in office. Starting up the money that Trump stopped. No restrictions. No Bernie Sanders calling for restrictions. No Chris uh, Murphy calling for restrictions. Nope, 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 no. No restrictions. It's, it's mind-boggling, ladies and gentlemen. Okay. It, you know, you, I mean, how how could there be no restrictions? I heard I heard uh, Blinken speaking today again. A question uh, before the press about the PA. He was, Blinken said the PA has to go through changes uh, if they're going to run Gaza, and so he listed some of those changes. Didn't mention pay for slay. Didn't mention. The, the, the textbooks, which the Congress has addressed, the European Union Parliament has addressed, didn't mention the textbooks that teach to hate and kill the Jews. The pay for play is you you kill a Jew, you get your family gets money. Didn't, men didn't mention that at all. I guess it slipped his mind, you know? He must have forgot about it. Just like, according to Jesse Waters on Fox a little while ago, just like NBC, uh, ABC, CBS, NBC, CNN, and MSNBC forgot to report. You know, they lit the Christmas tree in Rockefeller Center yes, last night. Okay. And Palestinian protests, fighting with police. One of them got a hold of a police helmet, lit it on fire, was parading around the streets, lighting it on fire. You name it. And all those outlets that I just told you about. Damned if they didn't all forget to cover that story. Isn't that amazing? 
That's so amazing. And most of those places are, you know, in midtown Manhattan where the tree is. But they, they just it slipped their minds. They didn't think to cover that story. Yep, that's 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 what we're up against here. That's what we're up against here. Okay, so no conditions for UNRWA, no conditions for Palestinian aid in the package that that Biden proposed, along with the Israel aid and the Ukrainian aid. No conditions on the Ukrainian aid called for by senators. But the Israel aid has to have conditions. Speaks freaking volumes about who these people are in our Senate on the Democrat side. Volumes. Okay, so let's uh, move on here. I I promised you me from eight years ago, and you're going to get me from eight years ago. Stay where you are. Here we go. So here's Brian Stelter um, on The View talking about his book is about and the the ladies just love brian stelter don't forget he appeared in his uh, during the pandemic somehow a picture of him a video of him in his underwear doing a hit on cnn from his basement i'm not in my underwear i could stand up and i'll probably knock everything down um believe me i'm not in my underwear okay i wouldn't chance it i wouldn't risk it okay because my luck some the camera would fall and pfft. but anyway brian stelter didn't think that far ahead but anyway So let's listen to um, them talking about this is Alyssa Farrah Griffin used to work for Trump. She's what passes for a Republican on The View and CNN, where she works. Here's 341. But you got this important book out. um, And I I have to ask you, so uh, in after decades of running the company, Rupert Murdoch announced that he was going to step down. He's passing the baton to Lachlan Murdoch. There's a lot of intrigue around this family and this, you know, is it going to look different under the sun? Tell us what we can expect and what you learned in writing this. Right. Rupert Murdoch was so cozy with Donald Trump at the start of the Trump presidency. Mm -hmm. They were best buds on the phone. The relationship fell apart. He hates Trump now, but Rupert's handed off to his son, Lachlan. And this is really real life succession. This is, you know, crazy billionaire Thanksgiving. You know, Lachlan Murdoch is just as conservative as his dad, Mm -hmm. but is not as interested in politics, doesn't care as much about politics. So I'm told he doesn't really like Trump, but he's also not doing anything to try to step in the way of this anti-democratic movement. Uh, so it's ultimately driven by the ratings. Well, the, uh, yes, that's right. And the other brother, James, he's on the outside. Maybe yeah. someday he can take over. I mean, that's sort of the cliffhanger in the book. What's going to happen in the event of Rupert Murdoch's death? Uh, but that's awkward to say out loud. And right now, James is just on the outside. Okay, he's on the outside. Uh, here's the next cut. And listen to what uh, Brian Seltzer says about the gals of the view to the gals of the view near the end of the cut. It's kind of hard to hear, but I'll listen for it. Here's cut uh, 342. Can I mention one thing? I do think, because I, I have a few friends at Fox, they have a handful of very good reporters like Trey Yanks, Jennifer Griffin, people who cover actual news. And it is so hard for that journalist, those journalists, that they have to be next to basically people espousing propaganda. That's what makes it a very uncomfortable environment. It's multiple things in one. Fox, though, it still is the beating heart of the GOP. Yeah. I think it's really important to study it for that reason. Mm-hmm. We have to know how it works and how it sometimes doesn't work, how it goes wrong, because we should all advocate to have a truthier, healthier environment. Truthier. That's why I love this show. <laughs> A truthier, healthier environment. That's why I love this show. Oh, they are so truthier and healthier. Oh my God, Brian. Well, so that speaks to who Brian Stelter is. But let me let me let me first uh, preface this here. The book uh, about Fox News in the first week of sales, according to Media Research Center at Newsbusters says that Brian Seltzer has sold 3,807 copies of the book, and he's been all over, 3,807. They decided to dig up some stats to put that in context. So what they have here, (laughs) what they listed was uh, a list of nine things uh, that uh, have sold more than Brian Seltzer's book, okay? Or nine things with a higher number. You get it. Here we go. Uh, There are, according to the International Potato Center, which is real, there are more than 4,000 varieties of potatoes. I had no clue. CNN employees, uh, even after the layoffs, there are still more people working at CNN than there are copies of Seltzer's book in circulation, approximately 4,000 of them, according to the CNN Worldwide Fact Sheet. Annual deaths 
caused by agricultural machinery. This isn't funny. Um, I don't know why they put it in there, but I, I'm amazed to learn this. In, in 2016, the latest uh, time there were figures, Business Insider said there were 4,183 such deaths in that year. And there were more than 10,000 deaths caused by falling out of bed. That's sad stuff. Critically endangered eastern lowland gorillas. Gorillas. Um, depending on whose estimates you're using, there are anywhere from 5,000 to 6,800 of these impressive gorillas roaming around the jungles of sub-Saharan Africa. The population of Antarctica in the summer. Antarctica's population swells to around 4,000 in the warm season. Chemicals released by a single cigarette. How many chemicals do you think are released by a single cigarette? By the way, what's a cigarette? Um, according to the American Lung Association, a burning cigarette releases over 7,000 chemicals. Ads seen per day by the average American. Now, I can't even believe this. Americans see between 4,000 and 10,000 ads a day? And this stat is disputed, they say. Okay. Papa John's pizza locations worldwide, 5,706. And last but not least in the list of nine things that have a bigger number than the book sales of Brian Stelter, daily users of CNN Plus during its first and last month. The streaming service reportedly saw fewer than 10,000 daily users, um, but it's higher than 3,807, which is Stelzer's book. I thought that was pretty interesting. They, they put a lot of effort into this at the, uh, <laughs> at the Media Research Center, don't you think? Now, I'm going to let it all play. It explains itself. I mean, there are cuts. It's not all right through. But so I'm on with Seltzer. It's during the Trump um, campaign. It's 2015, so he's not the nominee yet. He's still running against other Republicans. Obama's still president, and that's the key. And by the way, Media Matters, who's being sued by Elon Musk, Media Matters, put this video up with the headline. Uh, let me see. What's the headline? Where's the headline? Uh, da, da. CNN. What does it say? To uh, oh, I'm gonna, Newsmax, Steve Malsberg uses CNN appearance to legitimize questioning Obama's faith and citizenship. Well, I don't really see uh, that that's what I did. I was responding to things. Nonetheless, this is reliable sources, CNN. Um, and the subhead on Media Matters was uh, treating Newsmax like a legit news source. That was me. I told you they attacked me over the years. I wasn't making it up. So here is cut number 343. President Obama is a Christian. He was born in the United States. But many Americans say they don't think so. And this issue is back in the news because Donald Trump is defending his, well, lack of defense for the president. At a Thursday night Trump town hall, a questioner said to Trump that Obama is a Muslim. And Trump didn't correct him. Uh, this morning, as you can imagine, this is a big topic on Sunday morning shows. We've collected up Trump's comments from NBC, ABC, and CBS, uh, CNN, and notice what Trump says. For the record, was President Obama born in the United States? Well, you know, I don't get into it, George. I talk about jobs. I'm talking about the military. I don't get into it. Can you imagine uh, uh, supporting uh, or being comfortable if a, if a Muslim ever became president of the United States? Would I be comfortable? I don't know if we have to address it right now, but I think uh, it is certainly something that could happen. You said you'd had no problem putting a Muslim I mean, in your cabinet. Some people have said it already happened. Do you not have a responsibility to call out this hatred? Well, you know, we could be politically correct if you want, but certainly, if, are you trying to say we don't have a problem? Because I think everybody would agree. We certainly do have a problem. I mean, you have a problem throughout the world. It feels to me like Trump is treating facts about the president's past like they are debatable points. <laughs> okay, notice Trump keeps getting asked about it. Trump doesn't go around, didn't go around bringing it up. He was asked about it. They're trying to play gotcha with Trump. And that's why it kept coming up from Trump. He, he was asked the questions, he gave his answers. Here's the next cut, cut 344. I'm curious uh, to explore this strain within the, the conservative movement and, frankly, within conservative media at times. Uh, what do you think it, it represents when polls show that a significant minority of Republicans, uh, I think 43 percent, according to one poll, uh, say they don't believe that the president is Christian? 
Fifteen percent in your own CNN poll of Democrats think he's a Muslim. A ma almost a majority, about 48 percent, and in previous polls it was over a majority. When you combine think he's a Muslim or don't know, it, right now it's about 48 percent in your CNN poll. Are they all racists? Are they all fanatics? Are they all hate mongers? It's not debatable about his citizenship well, nobody's or about his religion. He says he's a Christian. That's good enough for me. He says, and he's a citizen until somebody shows me he's not. That's good enough for me. But when your policies, both abroad and at home, look, he used the prayer breakfast in February to bring up the Crusades right after ter Muslim terror attacks, as if to say, hey, these Muslim terror attacks aren't so bad. Look what the evil Christians did. He's a very strange uh, uh, devout Christian by his actions and his policies, and I think that's fair to say. And I did say it, and I, I think I, I, I think I made a great point. I kind of leave Steltzer speechless from the the point of view that he doesn't he doesn't come back. He like he can't say, oh no, you know. When I say, look, fifteen percent of Democrats think he's a Muslim. You know, you're trying to portray this, but in your own poll, and you don't report that. Are they racist? Are they bigots? You know, and why would they think that if it's so outrageous? So, you know, you just you, you focus on Republicans and Trump or whatever. But what about look at your own poll? See, he can't come back. He doesn't deny it. He doesn't deny anything I'm saying. He doesn't say, oh, you're wrong to any of my answers. Um, again, this was back in 2015. Keep that in mind. Uh, let's go to two, four, uh, three forty five. Isn't there enough to criticize about the president without invoking his religion, however? Don't, who invoked his religion? Donald Trump did. Listen, when Hillary Clinton was asked about this in 2008, she said, of course he's a Christian. Of course, as far as I know. Now, doesn't that raise a whole bunch of doubt and leave it open-ended? Why isn't the media scrutinizing her and asking her now? Because she's criticizing Trump. Well, that you're saying it was seven years ago when that Well, happened. they should bring it up. Trump and, is doing it this morning. I understand that. Well, he, he, But he never said anything. What he said now is there's a... By the way, the, the cut that you cut off at, at the end where Trump said he, he there's a problem all over the world, he said specifically to Jake Tapper with radical Muslims, that's right. radical. And that that's wasn't right. portrayed in this cut, so that was not fair to Donald Trump. I'm not his defender, mm -hmm. but I'm an expert in media bias. I love that. I think that's one of the things I'm most proud of ever saying, and I've done hundreds of, of you know appearances on, on TV shows over many, many, many years on all the networks. And telling Brian Stelter, who does doing reliable sources, which is about media, telling the, the, the you know, the self-proclaimed expert I, that I'm the self-proclaimed expert in media bias. <laughs> uh, OK, let's go on to cut number three, 40. I think we're up to six. Whatever's next. I think there are a lot of people who believe that there's a lot of doubt about this president. Remember Donald Trump wanted uh, the, to uh, give $5 million to the charity or charities of the president's choice if he simply released his college records, his transcripts, and all that went with it. But that's about sowing doubt. No, that's no. about sowing doubt. Yeah, about yeah, yeah, but the president said no. Why wouldn't he get for, release his college transcript for $5 million to charity? And Trump was the brunt of the jokes back then. Why not the president? See, th the media is all messed up. now. Again, I don't think he's a Muslim, and I believe he's a citizen. But there's enough room where people would have their doubts, as evidenced by your own poll. And it's not just Republicans and Trump supporters. It's almost a majority of Americans either think he is or don't know. So I don't know the exact answer why, but here are some reasons that I've just outlined. Hey, I'm telling you, I'm, I'm good. <laughs> good. Um, you know, again... It, it, it's, it's, that goes back to when uh, Donald Trump challenged Barack Obama. This was before he was running for president. Hey, release your college transcript. I'll put a, I'll give you five million dollars. I'll donate five million dollars to the charity of your choice. Just release your college transcripts. And Obama mocked it, said no, mocked it, didn't do it. And the media, of course, and the left went on and attacked Donald Trump. When you know how many people could have been fed with $5 million or what? How, how a charity could have benefited from $5 million? So instead of attacking Obama for not doing it and taking advantage of that offer, Trump got mocked and was the brunt of everything. That's how it works. That's how it works. Why wouldn't you release your transcript? Unless there's a reason you don't want to release your transcript. Okay, I think we have one more. Uh, if we didn't do 347 yet, let's do it.
Doesn't every responsible journalist and every responsible opinion um, uh, you know, analyst type have a responsibility to say loudly and clearly every time they talk about this, the president was born in the U.S., the president is a Christian? No, not every time. I mean, no. Well, no Hillary because otherwise it sows doubt to create right. these kinds okay. of suspicions. Well, Hillary referred to, said uh, that the Republican presidential candidates have a lot in common with terrorists. Does every journalist have a responsibility going forward? To I think say, that should have gotten more coverage by oh, that. Oh, that was ah, and so should Joe Biden have said back in 08 when he said the president was the first clean, articulate black person ever to run for president. He got a pass on that. He, uh, Bernie Sanders, I know it was 40 years ago, but he wrote a, a piece, an opinion piece, a story, a fantasy, if you will, that women like to be raped. They think of being raped by three men at the same time when they're having sex with their spouses. Why don't these things get the coverage? Do you think Why? there's any such thing as a a false equivalency? I, I think there's a double standard, a horrific double standard. Not a false equivalency when you're bringing up 40-year-old comments about Bernie Sanders? Oh, or Joe Biden's or Hillary's, which you admitted should have gotten more coverage. We could yeah, take it 40 recent, years. That was a recent story. Right. Yeah. I won. <laughs> so that's who Brian Stelter is, okay? That's who he is. He's a devout leftist, obviously. He hates Fox. He thinks Fox is a danger, obviously. And he got canned real early on, um, it, you know, in the, that whole uh, reshuffling of CNN. And, um, and he used the time to write a book about Fox. And nobody really cares. Now, in all honesty, full disclosure, I reached out to Brian, um, texted him, um, I don't know, three weeks ago or whatever. I said, when the book comes out, would you like to come on? Haven't heard back. I will try again. Nothing I did here was beyond the pale, was vicious, or I, I presented what I presented the show as it, at my appearance as it was. So I'd love to have him back on, you know, have him on. We'll see if it happens. Who knows? I'd love to be able to double his sales for him if that is possible. All right, folks, uh, we're going to take a break. We're going to come back. Um, we get, we're going to be joined by a, a special guest who has a great story to tell and um, is, is fighting a good fight. Uh, related to that story. I'm being purposely vague. All that straight ahead right here. Steve Malsberg on TNT Radio Vision. I said, could she die? And the doctor said she could. It was so scary. When I started clawing at my neck and trying to breathe and I thought... You know, what are we going to do if I die here? <laughs> How's everyone going to go on? When someone's gravely sick or injured in the bush, they rely on the Royal Flying Doctor service. But now the Flying Doctor needs your help to fund vital medical equipment and supplies. Please search Flying Doctor online to give a regular gift of just $10. You can help equip the Flying Doctor's teams to respond to any emergency anywhere. Search Flying Doctor online. Become a part of the Royal Flying Doctor service and help save lives in the bush. It's time to switch on today's news talk radio. Very entertaining. TNT. Okay, so um, I don't know how many of you uh, recall back in um, November of 2000 and. And 17. By the way, this is, of course, all here in the states. This would the, the the waning hours here of uh, of the month of November. Uh, back in 2017, there was a shooting at the First Baptist Church in Sutherland Springs, Texas, uh, the largest um, mass shooting in in Texas state history. And my next guest um, emerged as a as as a great hero as he helped stop that, helped stop more people. Um, you know, from getting shot. And um, it's all because he had a gun. And it's just something that the media just doesn't like to talk about. But now there's there's great concern with the gun laws that are being passed and the restrictions that are being placed and and the just basic uh, disregard for Supreme Court decisions. For instance, in New York, you know, you, they said the uh, application for a carry permit was too uh uh, too hard to fulfill. I mean, there were too many regulations, too many this, too many that. And so they, the Supreme Court said it's unconstitutional. So New York went and made it even tougher and said, OK, we changed it. You don't like it. Now take it back to the Supreme Court. They don't care. So anyway, so let me introduce um, uh, gun owners of America spokesman Stephen uh, Williford. And he's also uh, the author 
of Sutherland Springs, Faith and Heroism Through Tragedy. And Stephen, welcome aboard, sir. Thanks for having me on tonight. It's, it's my pleasure. Why don't you, um, before we get into um, uh, Gun Owners of America and, and what you're fighting for right now, just uh, if you can, for those uh, who don't recall, who uh, weren't, you know, don't remember back in 2017, uh, tell us what happened. Tell us uh, how you got involved and, and, and your actions uh, on that day. Well, I was, I was sitting at home and I was relaxing because I was going to start an on-call at work, have to carry a pager for 24-7. So I, I decided not to go to church myself that day. Uh, I think that was God's plan because I was home where I would not have normally. Uh, but I was relaxing and my daughter came into the room and said, Dad, doesn't that sound like gunfire? She made me aware of it. I ran to my safe. I opened up the safe, and I didn't just grab a gun. I grabbed an AR-15, which the the left-wing media hates the fact that I used an AR-15 to defend my community. I ran across the street barefoot. They call me the barefoot defender now. And I ran across the street, and I engaged a shooter. He had on Class 3 body armor and a ballistic bulletproof helmet. And he hit the truck in front of me, shattered the windshield of the car behind me, hit the house behind me. And I put six out of six rounds that I fired on him. And he was able to get into his vehicle. Most of my shots went into the body armor, but I did hit him between the plates. I believe he was coughing up his own blood at the time. He fled the scene, and I flagged down a truck. And uh, we chased him 11.6 miles he knew he was being chased, wow. and he he committed suicide in the end. That is that that is an amazing story, and I, I I'm with you. I think uh, I think God had a plan for you that day, obviously. So, uh, how many how many people did uh, were shot, uh, killed, and wounded in that uh, shooting? Twenty six people died. I lost twenty six of my uh, my community members, friends. Uh, that were in the church, and 20 more were wounded. And he was going through the church and uh, finishing everybody off when I ran across the street. And uh, had he not been stopped, he had several loaded magazines and other loaded guns in his car. And when he got in his car and he ran, I put one bullet through the back window as he was fleeing, and it went through the the driver's side seat, hit him right at the left shoulder blade, and he topped the, the hill and out of sight. And I saw a man parked at the stop sign and and was on the, the phone with 911, and I tapped on his window and said, that guy just shot up the Baptist church, we have to stop him. And I didn't even know the guy. And Johnny Langendorf was, was his name. He opened up his vehicle his doors and we chased uh like i say 11.6 miles and i think he was coughing up his the guy the the killer was coughing up his own blood but in the end he chose to take his own life and i'm okay with that um but had i not had my ability to own an ar-15 if i would have run across the street with a pistol in my hand it would have been a different story altogether uh, and the media doesn't want to talk about that. And now I work for Gun Owners of America. You can find us at gunowners.org. Please go and help us fight. We're, we're fighting for your rights to keep and bear arms. Talk about that. that, that that's an incredible story, uh, uh, Stephen. Uh, just incredible. And uh, I, I know that... Um, there are so many concerns that uh, gun owners and, and supporters of the Second Amendment have. Um, and, and when the left presents, they'll say, oh, you know, 90 percent of the people favor what we're trying to do, blah, 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 blah. But talk about what the uh, the uh, ATF, the Bureau of Alcohol, Firearms and Tobacco and Explosives uh, are, are trying to do. Um, but that that could limit uh, someone taking part in a private gun purchase and you know sale and purchase. So, 
so they just decided randomly that they were going to make new rules about selling guns. And if you say, if you go, and I, I tell people all the time when they ask me what kind of pistols should I buy, uh, well, that kind of depends on you, you know, and, and what you like, what you can shoot and whatever. So let's just, for instance, say you go to a gun shop and you buy a gun and you take it out and you shoot it and you decide you don't like it for whatever reason. Uh, and you try to, it's still got the box and everything and you're trying to sell it to someone. Now the ATF says, oh, you must be a licensed FFL dealer if you're going to sell that gun now. Uh, you know, it's ridiculous. It's, let's just for a moment say that you inherited your grandfather's old Colt single-action revolver from the turn of the century, and you want to sell it. The gun's worth a lot of money, and you want to sell it. And, and you, you know, it, you're selling that gun for a profit. Therefore, you should be a licensed gun dealer. And uh, they're trying to enforce that and trying to say, and, and at the same time, they've adopted a zero-tolerance policy and they're putting FFL dealers out of business right and left uh, for just transferring a gun and misspelling something, you know, uh, misspelling a name or, or a street that, you know, the person lives on or whatever, clerical errors. The ATF was established to help FFL dealers, not to put them out of business. Right. And the Biden administration has ordered the ATF to do everything they can to put all of them out of business. And then they say, you can't sell your guns unless you are a licensed gun dealer. So they're trying well, it's to funny because the thing. They're trying to. <laughs> yes, go ahead. No, no, you go, go, you finish. Go ahead. They're trying to limit everything. Well, they're, they're trying to make it so hard to own a gun in this nation. And, and, and then when you follow the rules and stuff, they said pistol braces were fine. And they turn around after close to 40 million of them were sold, they turn around and say, well, you know, if you don't register these now as short-barreled rifles, we're going to redefine them as short-barreled rifles. And if you don't register them, we're going to come get you. We're going to throw you in jail for 10 years, give you a felony, and charge you $10,000. You know, it's funny, though, Stephen, it's funny because uh, the, the left and the Biden administration and the media keeps telling us, uh, especially when this was uh, in the news, that uh, when it comes to Hunter Biden, you know, lying on his gun application. Oh, nobody ever did that. If it wasn't if he wasn't Hunter Biden, nothing, nah, nothing would ever happen to him. But of course, as you're as you're alluding to here, uh, they, they like to pick and choose. So this seems to me, Stephen, that this will. This is, you know, step whatever step number it is, but there'll be more steps to come if this is successful, if it goes unchallenged or if the courts start uh, upholding it. When people do challenge it, the lower courts again, before it gets to the Supreme Court one day, I guess, then they'll just keep going from here. And, and there it is. Uh, that's what gun owners of America are doing. We are out there. We're in the fight. Please go to gun owners dot org and sign up. We're in the fight. We're in the fight for the zero tolerance policy. We're fighting this new regulation or whatever you want to call it. It's not law. We're fighting the pistol brace ban. We're helping with the bump stock ban, the frame and receiver ban. And in Oregon, we just overturned their assault weapons ban also. And we got a, a permanent stay on that. Now, they're going to appeal it. And they're going to take it on to the Supreme Court. But we're sure that the Supreme Court, because of Bruin and what the Supreme Court said with Bruin, and, and Bruin, like you were talking about earlier, uh, made it where, like, New York can no longer be a may-issue state. Now they have to be a shell-issue state meaning they cannot turn you down unless you've got some sort of felony or some, unless you're a prohibited person. They can't turn you right. down for a permit anymore. So now the state of New York has decided, well, we're going to have sensitive places. 
and they right. turned around and make, made the streets, the parks, and everywhere sensitive places. Everything. And said, even if you have, even if you have a permit, you can't go into a business unless the business posts your gun is welcome yep. in this business. You know. Yep. And we are fighting that fight and taking it back to the Supreme Court, and we are again. It, and the only thing I, I can tell you is it takes money to fight these things. And, uh, right. Well, give, give the, give the, uh, give the website again, Stephen, give the website again, gun owner, gun owners.org. And if you want to read my story, you can go to Amazon and look at a town called Sutherland Springs. Please buy my book. You can buy it from GOA. They sell it there at their website too. a town called Sutherland Springs. You can also yeah, find yeah. me on the web at thebarefootdefender.com. I got to tell you, Steve, it's 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 a it's an honor. It's a, it's an honor to uh, to have you on and uh, just keep up the the fight, the good work. And again, you know, um, it, 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 being home that day and what you're doing now, it's uh, it's no accident. It's no mistake. You have a purpose and. And uh, hopefully, hopefully all that will come to fruition and and you'll be, you know, you'll be helping a, a, a movement here that uh, that helps respect and, and, and show once again that the Second Amendment is the Second Amendment and belongs where it is. And uh, we're not going to let people just uh, arbitrarily, uh, you know, tear it apart. Uh, I thank you for your time, Stephen, and, and God bless. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Thank you. And God bless. We, we are winning the fight, by the way. Uh, you know, with Bruin, with the, the recent, we've overturned the, the pistol brace ban, and it, it right. was a permanent overturn until it gets to the Supreme Court. So you can go out and buy a pistol brace again. And if you have one, you can put it back on your rifle now. And it's because of gun owners of America that out there fighting the fight. And they send me to all 50 states, and I testify at state capitals. I've testified at the United States Capitol. And we're in the fight to win it. Please go to gunowners.org. Absolutely. And we'll, uh, we'll, we'll keep updated on this uh, with you and through you. And uh, again, thanks again. Have a very uh, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, and, uh, and we'll speak soon. Thank you. God bless. You too. All right, folks. There you go. Um, very, what a story, first of all. I mean, for first and foremost, what what a story. Uh, Stephen uh, Williford, and um, get the book and go to go to the website as he uh, as he uh, put it and as he identified it and go uh, make a contribution if you feel strongly about what uh, gun owners are doing. If you feel strongly about what they are doing. And I tell you, you know, with what's going on, it, it, legally, 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 uh, people need to protect themselves now more than ever in this country, no matter what it is, crime being totally out of control, people being allowed to come into stores and rob them, you know, and 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 and, and not get prosecuted, not have the police be called. And just I mean, it, it's it's the carjackings in some cities, Washington, D.C., now, I'm not saying it's legal to carry. I don't know all the localities and the and the regulations, but wherever it is legal, if you do it legally, I would I, I would certainly advise you protect yourself. Uh, that's the common sense thing to do. All right, folks, we have one final segment left in November in the whole month of November. It's come to this one final segment. So uh, stay where you are. I'm Steve Malsberg right here on TNT. Radio Vision. De-weaponizing weather with reality and perspective. I really don't like picking on the company I used to work for. I have a tremendous amount of respect for the people I forecasted with there, and that was at AccuWeather. And in the old days, AccuWeather was like playing for the New York Yankees of weather. It was just unbelievable. It was like the world's greatest forecasters under one roof in State College, Pennsylvania. But something has turned around over the past 10, 15 years. I think it started with the Weather Channel first, and now AccuWeather is all in on anything that has to do with global warming. Now, there's a recent 
blog that they put out, and the headline is, NOAA reports declining snowpack means worldwide food disruptions. This is the headline from NOAA. It's a UPI article. Naturally, AccuWeather is more than happy to promote this. In fact, all the media is more than happy to promote this. There's just one problem. It's not true. Food production globally has been going up. In addition, we can cherry pick the snow cover. For instance, in the autumn, the northern hemisphere, where most of the land is, snow cover is going up. In the winter, it's going up. It is true in the spring, it's declining. Which, now let me get this straight. If there's less snow on the ground in the spring, don't you have a chance to raise more crops? And when you actually look at what food production is doing, it's steadily increasing every continent across the globe. Yet what does the headline say? And I can't blame, let's say, the Weather Channel or AccuWeather or whoever wants to just parrot this for the actual article. What I can say is, why don't you research it? Why don't you look and say, well, wait a minute, the food production is going up, the snow is going up. And a little bit of intuition here. Again, if spring is coming a bit earlier, isn't that good for growing food? This is TNT Climate and Weather Watchdog meteorologist Joe Bastardi asking you to enjoy the weather. It's the only weather you got. I tell my son, I love you every single day. Now, my dad has never said that to me. Not because he doesn't love me, but because culturally it wasn't comfortable for him. Now that he's a grandfather, he says, I love you to my son every time he sees him. My advice to all the fathers out there, forget the cultural restrictions. They grow up way too fast for you to waste even a single precious moment. Steve Malsberg on today's News Talk Radio. TNT. Okay, folks, welcome back. Um, this is pretty interesting. Sticking to the media. We have a very definite media flavor on this show today. And uh, there was a, 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 a debut last night. And it was a show that's been in the making for quite some time. And it's called King James. It's going to be on Wednesdays um, for an hour, 10 p.m. Eastern to 11 p.m., I don't know for how long, but it was a left-wing, predictable snooze fest is what it was. Gail King of CBS Mornings and Charles Barkley. King Charles. Get it? Good. Now, uh, <laughs> first of all, uh, they had um, they had Steve, uh, Steve Kerr, the... Uh, NBA coach of the Golden State Warriors on talking about his father who was killed by terrorists back in uh, 1984. His father was the president of uh, uh, Beirut University in uh, in Lebanon. His father, I think his father was born in Lebanon. I think Steve Kerr might have been born in Lebanon as well. Uh, now, maybe not. But anyway, his father was long story short. So they brought Steve on to talk about the, you know, Hamas, Israel, the whole thing. Uh, but then it turned to um, it turned to gun violence as if and I, I, I purposely saved this for after the interview, as if somehow this equates to gun violence when terrorists killed his father. I guess they shot him in 1984 in Lebanon. This segs into gun violence. Only in the the warped, sick, demented left-wing minds. So here is uh, cut 348. Every time I hear about someone dying from gun violence, I think about my own experience and the shock and the pain that goes with it. And that's one of the reasons I've really taken on, um, you know, the gun violence prevention uh, issue as, as kind of a pet project, something that I, I really devote a lot of time to. Yeah, I, I was going to say, Steve, number one, I want to thank you personally. I want to thank Greg Popovich. We got a lot of other great coaches, you know, talking about George Floyd. You you, you spoke uh, brilliant about that. You and Coach Popovich about police brutality. But to piggyback on your point about the gun violence, what what do you think really needs to be done? Because we seem to be having these conversations every week, every month, every year. Right. What 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 do we really need to do to address gun violence? 
Okay, so that was what I was saying was if there's you want to stop guns on the streets, you want to stop crime with guns, mandatory sentences. You show the gun in the commission of a crime, five years, mandatory. Fire it up in the air. Don't hit shoot anybody. Just, hey, I'm robbing this store. Boom. 10 years. You shoot somebody, the penalty would be accordingly. Okay, that'll never happen. That's, oh, oh, you can't do that. The left wouldn't want to lock people up. They just want to take away the guns of law-abiding citizens. That's their answer, which is sick. But this show turned a little ugly. I want you to hear what uh, what um, Gail King did to Charles Barkley. Here's cut 352. And you carry on that as uh, the legacy of being an incredible coach. I know many people who play under you have nothing but great positive things to say. But I saw a comment about the game last night, Charles. You, you recall what someone said about the Warrior game last night? They're old. <laughs> uh, you know, what, 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 you know. <laughs> No, no, and listen, this is nothing personal. Two years ago, I said, it's going to come down to the young guys on the Warriors. And uh, they let one of them, Wiseman, go. Yeah, but didn't you make a comment about the Warriors last night? Didn't I see a post from you last night? Yeah, it's about the, getting hey, cooked. Gail, let me tell you something. Did you, you see that, Steve? Steve, Steve. Didn't you see that? No, Gail, Gail, Gail I did not see it, but <laughs> I'm okay with it. I, 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 I'm, used to, I'm used to Charles's comments, so hey, I'm okay with it. You know... Uh, hey, Steve, don't believe everything you read on the internet. Because no, me, okay. hey, no. me, me, me and Gail apparently hate each other. Uh, yeah, 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 there is a story, yeah, but yeah. that's not true. <laughs> but didn't I, you, you said I also something remember about that, yeah. uh, Charles, that, that, no, I wasn't going to say, I also remember you, you claimed you were misquoted in your own autobiography. So yes. I remember that, too. Yes, yes, yes. I, yes, you <laughs> did. First of all, I said I didn't remember one thing. Um, so she sabotaged him. She, she kept at it. He said, oh, I said something two years ago. He was on uh, TNT, I guess, um, TV, you know, NBA analysts, and they played the Warrior. They had the Warrior. And he said something about the Warriors last night, the night before, okay, that they're too old, that they're not going to win. They're done. They're cooked. And she made sure that, that, that she presented that to, uh, to Kerr, the coach of the Warriors, and he's like, oh, no, that was two years ago and blah, blah, blah. And she kept at it. That's really kind of bitchy, isn't it? I mean, that's not right. But we'll see how long this boring, decrepit, predictable left-wing trash talk continues at, on CNN. And we'll keep you informed. All right, folks, God willing, we'll do it tomorrow. No guests because it's Friday. Tune in, same time, 9 p.m. Eastern time. Um, uh, Jason uh, Olaborn is next, right here on TNT Radio Vision.